This is the Reluctant Leader Podcast, the podcast designed to help you step out of the shadows and become an inspirational leader. I'm your host, Mark Terrell, and each episode I will be getting to grips with a leadership topic by interviewing an expert in their field. I'll be picking their brains for those golden nuggets that will help you be the best you can be. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing at thereluctantleader.co.uk and please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. So let's get on with the show. Today I'm talking to Ashley Bishop, who is a men's health coach and body transformation expert. Ashley's supercharged body system is designed specifically for successful businessmen who want to look and feel their best in the shortest amount of time. He believes that when you look and feel your best, you have the confidence, energy and ability to give your best in every area of your life. Hope you enjoy this chat about physical fitness and I'll catch you on the other side. So Ashley, welcome to the Reluctant Leader podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a, I was thinking the other day that I've had lots of these conversations around leadership things and I think I must have saw something you did or whatever it was. I suddenly realized physical fitness. I haven't talked about that. That's, it, you know, that's ridiculous. So um, <laughs> here we are. Uh, and um, we're hopefully going to give some tips and tricks um, to anyone in the leadership position and how they can take care of their physical fitness, uh, which obviously leads to um, all the, the good things that come from that. But before we get into that, um, I think the first thing we need to, d- to know is uh, why you do what you do and what was the pivotal moment that set you on this path? Thank you. Well, so thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be here. And you're right, it's physical health mental health it really is something that's sort of put on the back burner for most people mm-hmm. where actually it should be sort of much more in the, the forefront of their mind but anyway look we're going to get on to that i know so I mean, i've been in the health and fitness world since 2000 um primarily as or in my early days as a personal trainer and for this was that very traditional sense of, of being a personal trainer, which was it's all diet and exercise, you know, standing over someone, shouting at them, making them try and squeeze out another couple of repetitions. Here's a diet plan. And this for me, it was a weird one because I've always been passionate about helping people, but it was really weird. It used to bug me a lot because my clients would get these amazing results while we were working together for six weeks, three months, six months, however long they needed. And they got their results, but then at the end, when we sort of had our goodbyes and well done and everything else, you know, it would be a few months later and I get the phone saying, oh, it's all gone out the window. Actually, I, you know, I put weight on, I, you know, I've just lost all my energy. And, and I, I, this is something I struggle with because for me, I've never wanted to just help someone in the short term. I've wanted to have, have the ability to have a positive impact over their entire lives. So it kind of led to, to me going, do you know what? This personal training stuff, as it is, doesn't work. It's, it's flawed. So for me, I then started saying, well, where's the missing link? What's going on? Because I have this sort of world-class knowledge and all things diet and exercise, but I'm not having this long-term impact. So about four years ago now, I started sort of diving into why personal training didn't work for a lot of people. And it came down to the simple thing of, we were creating the wrong habits. You see, in my belief, and this comes from a lot of the neuroscience courses I've done, 
everything we do is habitual, how we drive our car and you know, even how can we brush our teeth every morning. Uh, you'll notice that you brush your teeth the same way every single morning and it will feel weird if you try and do it differently. And actually traditional personal training, this was sort of like the aha moment for me, is that traditional personal training created the wrong habits. It created a habit of dependency on your personal trainer, which don't get me wrong, obviously from the financial implication is you're always going to need a personal trainer, so that's great. But you're creating a habit of dependency where you depend upon someone telling you what to do all the time. And of course, when you then lose a stone, two stone, you have more energy, you tone up, you know, you've got much more uh, sort of mental fitness. When you then stop seeing that personal trainer, the habit is broken and all you can do is default back to your, the old habits that are sort of stored away in deep memory, which is, well, this is how I eat and this is what I don't exercise. So that was really my pivotal moment of that, that real sort of light bulb moment of, aha, you know, the traditional way of personal training is, is flawed and that's led me to now work with people in a completely different way where we, we focus on creating a new set of habits which you're responsible for and you then don't need me to keep reminding you to do. Mm. No, that's really interesting because I think um, a lot of people will resonate with that, especially people that have tried to introduce um, more physical activity in their routine and failed. Um, yep. But what you're saying is it's it's about getting the right habits uh, and yep. making it part of your day to day without really having to, you know, do doing it habitually rather than just um, you know, having to think about it. Yeah. Well, of course, when we I mean when we exercise, we have to think about doing it. But the habit of daily exercise, just like you would brush your teeth. All oh, right, it's time to do my workout. Hmm. It's oh, I've woken up. There's a bottle of water. I'm going to drink a you know 500 mils of water as soon as I wake up. Yes, and, and I'm sure we'll be getting on to hydration. Um, oh, yes, that's really will. important. <laughs> um, so I, I think I think what we should do is actually start at the the, the basics, really, and um, talk about what are the the real benefits of physical fitness, yeah, and what comes course. from that. I, a lot of people know a lot of these already, and, and the list is huge. Yeah, it's when you stack up against the, the time you need to invest in, in looking after your, your health, your fitness, your well-being, and, and the results you get. Now, obviously, there's the, the ones that we can see. You know, looking after your, your physical health, you'll maintain a healthy weight. You know, if you're carrying a few extra pounds, you know, you'll learn to lose them. The cardiovascular side, that improves. Of course, you're then reducing the risk of coronary heart disease, other diseases. You have more energy, more get-up-and-go which has its impact in every area of your life. You know, you go wake up in the morning and you wake up, you're energized, you wake up full of energy, you jump out of bed rather than dragging your backside out of bed as I know a lot of people do. You know, you've got more energy that you can put into not only your business, but your family life as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the list of benefits could go on and on and on. Yes, and I, on. I, did, I did some um, research, which is basically just Googling um, yep. physical fitness things before I speak to, uh, what I do with all my um, my interviewees. And the things I came across were obviously more energy and productivity, yep. more confidence and creativity, which is interesting, which I guess yep. comes from, from more energy. Um, but I think if we're talking about... Um, uh, uh, as this is about leadership and how we can help people in a leadership position. Yes. Um, I think one of the things that is important about physical fitness is that it al- allows us to make better decisions. Indeed. 
yeah, uh, yes. which obviously le- leads to better performance initially, uh, yeah. uh, eventually, I should say. Yeah, well, for me, you know, the, the starting point for everyone I work with, anyone I speak to, it's all about energy. You know, energy, uh, so I've nicknamed it, energy is everything. Because if you don't have enough energy, it affects every area of your life. If you don't have enough energy, you don't want to go and work out. So it has that knock-on effect. If you don't have enough uh, physical energy, you don't have enough mental energy, which means you do make poor decisions, you make poor choices, or it takes you longer to make those decisions and choices. Your your productivity and performance is reduced. Um, and just a tidbit to something we're going to lead on to later, you mentioned hydration. Well, actually, if we're dehydrated, even by just 4%, and a lot of people I speak to are actually chronically dehydrated. Well, just talking about hydration alone, if you're, I said this, 4% dehydrated, your, your productivity, your, your personal output, your performance, whatever terminology best suits you, can be reduced by 10 to 20%. Mm. You look at that on a daily, weekly, monthly, and, and yearly basis, that's a huge amount of time lost just through being dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you talk about energy because most people, when they talk about energy, or they want to, they want to save energy. Um, you know, if if oh, I'm a bit tired, so I'll just sit in front of the telly and uh, tonight. But actually, that if that's that's like the opposite you should do, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't wrong really get it. You have a long day in the office. You know, I, I speak to a lot of uh, business owners, business leaders. I have a long day in the office, lots of stress. Get home, chill out in front of the settee with a takeaway or very heavily processed foods. So it gives you that comfort feeling. Open a bottle of wine, stay up late binge watch something on Netflix or whatever one you use, go to bed late, get up in the morning, you feel blah. And, and we do the exact opposite of what we really need to be doing mm. because it's not habitual for you right now. Yeah, yeah. And that is absolutely resonates with me just at the moment. Me and my partner, we, I said to her that, you know, we're getting into a habit here of um, sitting in the front of the telly, opening you know, a bottle of wine, just sitting there uh, and not really doing much in the evenings. And if we don't do it, you know, we're going to wake up in six months and think, well, what happened there? We haven't really sort of moved. So we, we took that decision, joined the right. local gym. And one of the interesting things, actually, the first thing they got us to do was actually put us on a what they call a body tracks machine. Have you come across something like that? I haven't, no. This sounds very interesting. Tell me more. Well, the body tracks machine um, is, uh, it basically measures um, the composition of fat and muscle oh, and, yes. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, and, and I didn't really take much notice initially because obviously I was thinking, well, obviously this is giving me information which I pretty already knew. I was a bit overweight and yeah. um, my muscle was not what it should be and probably too much fat. But the, the real realization came four weeks later when we went, I went back on, on the uh, machine after introducing uh, uh, at least two uh, exercise classes, which I feel we'll talk about um, how to exercise and how yes. people prefer to exercise in a minute. But um, after doing that and all the other bits and pieces that I was doing, um, I was actually measured again. And from that measurement, that actually gave me the motivation to carry on because although I, my, my aim was, as most people do, is to lose weight, which I did manage to lose some weight, actually what happened was that my composition was even more of a motivation because I realized, or the machine was telling me, and ho- hopefully it was accurate, was telling me that I'd put on some, some muscle and yep. lost fat, so my composition was better. Uh, so that's really important, isn't it? Get some sort of feedback was really important to me, anyway. 
Yes, indeed. I mean, I, I love these machines. I've got one that's called a, a body stand. It gives us the, the, the same general information. And I always say to people, when I go through the goal setting process with them, we, we have the tangible results, you know, which are, you know, we can measure weight loss, we can measure muscle gain, we can get the tape measure out to measure inches around various parts of the body. But it's also then taking it to the next level of, well, why is this important? You know, how is it going to have this positive impact on your life? Because, put it a different way, would you prefer someone to say to you, wow, you weigh sexy? Or would you prefer someone to say, wow, you look amazing? So, yeah, I mean, these measurements are great things. And because motivation is quite a finite thing, especially when it comes to health and fitness, having something, you know, once a month that just gives you that check-in to reinforce it's all worth it is a fantastic way to boost your confidence and to get you to keep going. Mm, yeah. Even if the initial goal, which is, is typically to lose weight, isn't yeah. actually being realized. If, if you get some sort of positive feedback, that's actually um, sort of moves, moves you forward and actually makes you carry on doing what you've been doing rather than lose heart and think, wow, well, I'm doing all this yeah. stuff. I'm, I'm giving up things that I like, you know, like to eat and stuff, but I'm not seeing the results I'm looking for. But if you get that, that feedback, then uh, that, that can make such a big difference, can't it? Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, so, um, how can we start to make better decisions around, um, all this then Ashley? For, for me, it's all about layering it up. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, in my experience, I've seen time and time again, they go on a health kick. And um, obviously, I know it depends when you're listening to this, but we're recording this on the run-up to Christmas. So in January, normally comes the health kick. You know, this year is my year. You've said that for the past eight or nine years, but this year is going to be different for some reason. I'm going to go on a health kick. And I just see a lot of people, they go mad. They try and change everything at once. And of course, that for a lot of people, especially when you are short on spare time, is quite overwhelming. You know, I'm changing my diet. I'm changing my trying to sort out my sleep. I'm drinking my water. I'm going to the gym. I'm doing this and this and this and this. It's much easier to start with just a couple of quick wins. You know, get a couple of quick wins under your belt. Say, so get some something noticeable happening. You know, get some more energy, and that then gives you that stimulus, that motivation to take the next step. So the first thing where I start with everyone is hydration. And I talk about hydration a lot in a lot of the videos, a lot of the content I put out. You know, there, there are so many benefits of becoming hydrated. And it's a quick win because it doesn't take a long time of your day to start drinking more water. You know, for a lot of people, a lot of people drink a lot of tea and coffee on tap. Well, you just start swapping that out for a, a few bottles of water. There's no extra time that you're having to dedicate to this. but I say even just at one point we mentioned earlier about you know, if you're dehydrated by just four percent, your your productivity, your output, your performance can be reduced by ten to twenty percent. Well, you think by drinking more water on a daily basis, you know, getting up to you know probably um, ladies between two and three liters and, and men probably between three and four liters. I know that sounds scary to start with, but we can talk about strategies on how to make that less scary. But by building up your your level of hydration literally within thirty days you're going to be performing at high level. You know, some of the other things, let's talk about the cognitive stuff. Your brain is made up of a phenomenal amount of water. 
And as soon as you get dehydrated, it lets you know that you're dehydrated by fatigue, so this brain fog. So again, we talk about decision-making, everything like that. You know, that's hampered quite a lot. Even things like, especially for us vain people, and I know it's a podcast, can't see, but I'm holding my hand up here, I'll admit it. Even for us vain people, you know, becoming hydrated actually helps your skin look fresher and healthier and can reduce wrinkles. You know, so there's lots right. of mental and physical benefits of becoming hydrated. So just getting that under your belt to start with, mm. you know, starting to feel better, to have more energy is that stimulus to then take the next step and the next step and the next step. And why do, why do you think it is that most people sort of reach for the coffee and tea rather than the water then? Well, it's, it's just the mindset we've created, you know, we, Oh, I need, I need a cup of coffee to get going. Like, oh, I just need a cup of coffee in the morning to get me going. Again, it's actually the wrong thing. Yes, there are health benefits between having um, some cups of caffeine a day. You know, there, there's a lot of research out there that does prove that it has some cognitive benefits. But a lot of people just drink so much caffeine that it actually starts causing a lot of uh, sort of neurological issues going on in the brain. We won't go into the, the deep science detail today. But yeah, it's just the same thing as that getting home and you go, oh, collapsing in front of the settee. It's just the, the mindset we've created around it. Oh, I must have, well, I worked with someone once, it's like, I've, I've got to have three cups of coffee before I leave the house in the morning just to get me up and going. Wow. I said, wow. You know, how do you feel after that? Well, I get a bit of a buzz to start with, but then I'm sort of suddenly down and, well, you know, that's, it dips and tails off so quickly. And then the automatic response is go and grab another coffee to give you that little, that little perk but all it's doing is it's overstimulating your your central nervous system yeah yeah so when we talk about habits it's, it's about introducing new habits and actually yeah. stopping other habits isn't it it's like a, it. yeah so again that's why for me the hydration is the key thing because it helps you reduce your caffeine consumption which can reduce anxiety it can then reduce uh taking longer to make decisions and that that brain fog and then you bring the water in, increases your productivity, your performance. It helps you think clearer, make better decisions quicker. Um, so it's just starting to change that habit and switch the habits out. So, yeah. Mm. And that's why I just see some people trying to do everything at once. And then they just give up on everything quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just remembering one of the things I give my clients sometimes when they're sort of struggling with this sort of stuff is the stop-start review. Um, yeah. And it, it encourages them to make well write down what they're what they are consciously going to stop doing, and consciously start doing. And that's the ideal thing. Most people will think about things like I need to, you know, around their their work life about things that they need to do at work. But actually, it really needs to be more than that. It needs to be things like this that we're talking about today. Is think about uh, health issues. Obviously, once your health is better, then you're going to perform better, and you'll be able to get more things done. I think a lot of people get stuck in that sort of catch-22 of, you know, I'm working hard, I'm putting the effort in, I'm putting the hours in, I have a little bit of spare time left for them family, but because I'm tired and exhausted, I just want to chill out and relax. I don't have a lot of spare time for me. Oh, I feel terrible, I can't be bothered. And it, it becomes that vicious cycle, and it's not until you start taking these small steps, like becoming hydrated, that you can then take the next step and the next step. Mm. Because most people just deprioritize their health. You know, it's, it's business first, family second, me last. Yeah, I, I, and I, yeah, I absolutely get that. Um, and I, I was thinking that the most important thing is actually the first thing you've got to get over is actually that you want to do it uh, and get some sort of mindset around that. Yes. 
Well, I, mean, I always look with people. We talk, you know, we go through the goal setting process. Um, and I've recently actually honed the goal setting process for, for our clients quite a lot by actually saying, look, we know the positive impacts that you're going to gain. You're going to lose weight. You're going to have more energy. You're going to have, you know, you're going to perform better. But let's look at the positive impact it's going to have on your business, on the people that you lead, the people that you employ, on your, your clients. And let's look at the positive impact it's going to have on your family life. Because your health ultimately isn't just about you. It's about those people around you that are quite close to you. Indeed. And I was, I, I, something else I came across in my, my um, pre-episode um, um, Googling is yes. emotional contagion, which oh, was an interesting yes. thing. So I saw it, I thought, well, that's interesting. What's that? Uh, and basically that is, um, um, if you're seen as being fit and well, then that sort of is contagious and actually then passes on to those that you lead and those that you come across. Yeah. So it actually spreads out. So it's not like you've just said, it's not just about you. If you set that example, then you're more likely to see those that you work with and the, those that you have in your, in, even in your private life are more likely to actually mimic you uh, and do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's, you know, ultimately what I love what I do because although I'm only working with my client, I know that they're going to be having a positive impact on so many other people. You know, they're going to be having a positive impact on their husband, their wife, their partner. They're going to be having a huge positive impact on their kids or maybe even their grandkids, depends on who, the age group of the listeners. But they're going to be having an impact on the people they work with, they work for, they lead. And in turn, those people will impact. And so, so I'm, you know, I know I'm only working for me with one individual person but I know the impact that they will have. And, and let's face it, health is such an important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I just wonder at this stage if you've got um, a, a case study of someone that's um, maybe in a leadership position that you've worked with and the sort of results that they've, they've had. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've got a really good one here uh, because this person has, not, has been with me for many, many years, initially as... A, a traditional personal training client and now is more of a, um, a, a health coaching client. So yet yeah, uh, in a leadership position, they're a, a director of a national firm. They run their office and they have around about 40 staff to, to manage to lead. And they first came to me, um, they were obese and this is when we first said, oh, I haven't got a lot of energy and get up and go, you know, I, you know, I haven't got a lot of confidence because, you know, my clothes don't fit. I feel a bit embarrassed. You know, these sort of things I hear on a regular basis. And we started off in that traditional personal training sense. Here's a diet plan. I'm going to exercise you two, three times a week. Here's some home workouts. And yeah, they, they would get results, but then a few different things would happen. They'd get overstressed at work and they would then regress. They'd stop coming for a bit while they had a bit of a, a meltdown. Then they'd come back and we'd start again to put weight on. And this went on for several years. And, and then I got to the point where I started, you know, starting to learn these new things and actually realized that it's about creating these new various different habits and managing stress better. And I said, look, we've been doing this for how many years? You've lost weight. You put it back on. You've lost weight. You put it back on. But now, look, let's 
let's take this new approach. Let's work together this way because I believe for you it's going to get you far superior results and have much bigger impact on your life. So they agreed. And within the space of one year, they had lost five stone. And they've kept it off. They feel happier. They're, a lot, they're managing their work stress a lot better. They've got more energy. Uh, one of the biggest things that we sat down, I think this will have a big impact to our listeners, is they openly admitted when we're talking about energy, they said, look, just, it just gets to about two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm just shattered. And I just know from then, two o'clock till five, 5.30 when I leave the office, I'm just not getting a lot done. You know, it's taking me double the time to get work done. So we started implementing a few really simple strategies. Hydration was one. And the other one, which I suppose we'll, we'll give people now, is going out for a 10, 15, 20-minute walk on your lunch break, getting some fresh air, listening to some music, focusing on your breathing. And literally within a month of them doing that, they were energized all day long. They were getting more done in the afternoon. They didn't have this two o'clock energy level anymore. They were getting more done. They were going home. They had more energy than family time. And I, there were some nights I was getting messages at 10 o'clock at night saying, actually, I know I should go to bed now, but I've just got so much energy. I'm going to have to go and get more, a bit more work done. <laughs> Fantastic. Actually, That's brilliant. I was going to say to you, when you talk about that two o'clock thing, most people sort of put it down to that after lunch lull and they think yeah. about what they might have eaten. Um, but and, and I guess we haven't mentioned it yet. You've, we haven't talked about nutrition, but obviously that's important as well. Uh, hugely, hugely. It's, I mean, we'll talk about nutrition now. So nutrition, I mean, it's a minefield. Let's face it. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of fatty diets out there. But for me, a lot of people completely and utterly miss and, and just don't understand what I call food foundations. And a lot of people go on these fatty diets, you know, these um, meal replacement shakes, all these different ones, these fashionable diets that are out there at the moment. And they sort of follow blindly, whereas they don't really learn, well, how is this having an impact on me? I'm just doing this because it's going to make me lose weight. And of course, you can do it for a certain period of time, as most people do. Most people last on a diet, what, maybe two months maximum. And then they stop doing it because it's unsustainable. And then they go back to old ways. Well, for me, and what we sort of teach, get our clients to do, it's, it's all about understanding the, these food foundations. Not to a point where you're becoming a nutritionist yourself, because, you know, you don't need to. Let's face it, you don't need to. You know, you pay people to, to give you that education. But just understanding, you know, the basics of, well, I get X amount of calories per day. This is how many calories per day I should be having. You know, if I exceed this, I'll put weight on. If I come underneath this, I'll lose weight. Yes, I've, I've, seen, I've seen you talk about um, the calorie deficit stuff, yeah. which yeah, is obviously calorie really deficit or calorie surplus. Yeah. If, you're, yeah. You know, if you want to lose weight, just get yourself in a calorie deficit. So it really is that simple. Uh, and you you look at these diets, I mean, a, a popular one at the moment is going gluten-free, um, which which always makes me chuckle because people go gluten-free, but then they buy these uh, pre-made gluten-free products from supermarkets, which are probably worse for you than the normal product, um, which always makes me chuckle. You see these breads and these cakes and all this kind of stuff. Um, and But all you're doing is you're just... The reason why you lose weight is you're putting yourself in a calorie deficit because you're taking out foods. Mm. So it's, it's understanding things like that. I mean, the, my best advice here is to, to download a free app. 
um, we, we tend to recommend MyFitnessPal. And start tracking your food consumption. Start learning. You know, looking at what you eat and going, oh, you know, my daily allowance is 2,000 calories. Well, blimey, I've just been to McDonald's and had a, a, you know, a meal from there. And blimey, that was 1,500 calories. Well, I've only got 500 calories left today. Right. And actually, you know, a couple of hours after having McDonald's, I feel terrible. So yes, it's just, I'm it's sure everyone uh, can, and, uh, can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. What, um, what I've learned from you recently is because uh, we're connected on Facebook and if you do some yes. interesting videos, uh, when you were talking about protein and, and um, where that fits in and how by eating more protein, that can help as well. Yeah. I mean, protein, a lot of people are afraid of protein because I think I was going to make me big and, and muscly. And honestly, you, you have to consume so, so much protein to make that happen, you know, along with the, the correct training protocols. You know, I've got many, uh, many of my peers and acquaintances come from the bodybuilding world. And when you look at the time and the effort they have to put into training and the ridiculous nutritional protocols that they have to follow, when you then look at you and I, who people who just want to be, as I call it, fit for purpose, we don't have to be anywhere near near that point. Um, so a lot of people are afraid of protein, but protein really is essential because ultimately our entire body is made of protein. You know, our, our entire body is made of amino acids, which is protein. So we need good quality protein to help with muscle, bone, organ repair, growth, and development. It's also a great source of energy. And the, th the key thing with protein, and this is where it links in with, with calorie consumption, is protein keeps us feeling fuller for longer. Protein keeps us feeling fuller for longer. It far outweighs carbohydrates or fats. So actually having a diet, whatever you want to call it, that you're getting a decent amount of protein in will actually help reduce hunger pains, which, right. of course, in turn helps reduce calorie consumption. So if you're wanting to shift a few pounds, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I mean, I'm sure everyone's uh, seen there seems to be a proliferation of new items hitting our shelves that, you know, are labelled as protein this and protein that. Yeah, high protein. You know, even our, yeah, even our, um, you know, you know, without mentioning particular chocolate bars, but there's chocolate bars <laughs> with the protein um, uh, um, option. Yeah. Um, which is confusing, isn't it? Because we, yeah, we, we start, we start, yeah, we start linking uh, to the old product, which is probably just full, packed full of fat and sugar, yeah. uh, to protein, uh, and then say, oh, okay, well, I'll that I'll just replace it with that, uh, and that should be okay. But I, I'm I'm guessing that probably that's not the right thing to do. Um, not not really. I mean, the, the main thing with nutrition is. Nothing is bad for you. Nothing is bad. You know, chocolate isn't bad for you. Ice cream, I love ice cream, by the way. It's not bad for you. It may just be the volumes that you're having are not working for you. You know, it's right. a bit like, you know, let's face it, let's look over the past few years. You know, a couple of years ago, sugar was the worst thing ever. You know, and now carbohydrates are getting a, an absolute battering at the moment. You know, car oh, carbohydrates aren't great for you. They are. Actually, sugar, your, your brain that uses glucose to function. You need sugar. Carbohydrates are a great source of energy. 
Mm. So no it's, it's all about balance. Really. Yeah, it, it's about going, do you know what? Having six chocolate bars a day is probably not a great idea. <laughs> Having you know, a chocolate bar every other day just to fix that my chocolate craving, fine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah it's it's but this comes back to right, you know, it's about just understand learning the yeah. basics around food. You know, just yeah. learning this, you know, this actually keeps me feeling really full. This, i.e., and it gives me that instant satisfaction, that that gratification at the wall. But actually an hour later I'm really hungry again. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, it's all uh, good stuff. We're, we're, um, well, we're not running out of time just yet, but I think the important thing here is to make sure that we uh, give some um, tips on exercise. Yes. Um, we um, met, I say met, we've not actually met in person, but we met online because we're part of a, a golfing networking uh, yes. group. Um, obviously that's sort of exercise. Uh, I don't sort of count it as exercise because I don't, you don't tend to get sort of hot and sweaty in most cases, but what, what sort of exercise, uh, can people start to do? Uh, that will be... I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought the golf up because uh, a couple of things with the golf, right? Depending upon whether you push a trolley or carry a bag. And if you are on a, a golf cart, driving around or walking around. If you walk and carry your bag, a round of golf, and these are estimates as well, by the way, but uh, an average round of golf, you'll burn between twelve and 1,500 calories right. if you carry the bag. So when we talk about wanting to lose weight, well, that is almost half a pound of fat because to burn one pound of fat, you've got to be in a calorie deficit of 3,500 calories. Right. Okay. But golf is exercise. Golf is what we call, there are two types of exercise. Golf is one type of exercise called NEAT, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Uh. No quiz on that one. NEAT <laughs> short. But this is talking about how we burn calories. Okay. So there's a lot of research come out um, recently that suggests having a standing desk burns, I believe it was 100 calories more per day than sitting down because you're standing up. Going for a, a lunchtime walk is neat exercise because you're burning more calories, you're increasing your heart rate, your breathing rate. All right, not excessively, but it is still being increased. So even simply looking at ways of how can I move more? This is all neat exercise. Yeah, and, and the good thing about golf is it's not on your own. You're with others, and I've noticed yeah, that... Yeah, you know, there are lots of benefits to golf, as we, we both know, and I'm sure we could soon take this on a tangent just talk about <laughs> golf races. But yeah. yeah, golf is a great form of exercise. Um, I've worked with uh, one of my clients, a, a business leader, also played golf, and they were playing three times a week, and they started carrying their bag. Well, that alone, before we made any other changes, that alone was putting them into a calorie deficit. And that, that would have equated to roughly one pound of fat loss per week, potentially. Right. I can remember, actually, one of the first events I went to in the group that we're members of, uh, and the first the guy said, well, the first tip I'll give you, mate, is to stop carrying a bag and get a trolley. And I said, oh, okay, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, yeah. Needless to say, he was... Um, uh, 
quite um, a bit overweight. Uh, yeah. and obviously, I did explain to him, I said, the reason why I play golf is actually for the physical activity as well as, you know, the, yeah. you know, the um, and I want to um, use it as part of my sort of fitness thing and carry on, I know, is, is giving me a bit more. Yeah. Um, but what I've noticed actually setting golf aside is that for me, I, um, I'm, I'm not a very good uh, at going to the gym. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, I, you know, I join the gym and they don't go. Uh, yeah. And the reason I, I don't really enjoy the gym is because I've noticed that I'm actually better when I'm exercising with others. And, yes. and the gym thing can be quite solitary. So that's one thing to be really sort of uh, mindful of, isn't it? Wh- which sort of environments you, yeah. you exercise well, in. That's it. I mean, let's, let's move on to then the other type of exercise, you know, the, the dedicated exercise. So this really comes down to what you enjoy. Uh, this is why I tend not to stand over people making them exercise anymore. Because it's finding exercise enjoy, and most people don't enjoy going to the gym. You know, it becomes a chore. It's something that I've got to do. And of course, when that happens, it's very difficult to make that habitual. So, yeah, going to classes, um, going to um, outdoor boot camps, indoor boot camps, this can be a great way for people to exercise and keep doing it. So, I mean, exercise, I mean, a couple of things to know with sort of the dedicated exercises. Firstly, it doesn't have to consume your life. Yeah, if you just want to be uh, fit for purpose, you know, exercising for maybe two hours a week, dedicated time this is, two hours a week, is enough. I mean, I like to break it down. You know, for me, it's all about doing it daily, you know, because that creates a daily ritual, a daily habit. So doing 10 to 20 minutes every day is enough. If it's raising your heart rate, if it's working your your muscles, and again, you don't need a lot of equipment because you can use your own body weight. You can use resistance bands. They're fantastic. We love resistance bands uh, because they're relatively inexpensive. They're easy to transport, and they just give you a wide range of additional exercises you can use at home. But again, small handbells, kettlebells, they're fairly inexpensive when you start putting them against a gym membership, and just doing 10, 15 minutes a day is enough. Yeah. Now, of course, if you want to become a bodybuilder or triathlete or run a marathon, it's not because you then have to do stuff dedicated to that. But if you're someone who just wants to improve your health, improve your fitness, lose a few pounds, you know, get those other benefits like the, the mental benefits, the cognitive benefits, then, yeah, 10 to 20 minutes every day is, is enough. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, I was just thinking we, we need to sort of wrap things up a bit because the time's sort of going on. And I think you've probably already done it, but I, I think um, we need to sort of finish off with some top tips, um, maybe three things that um, yeah. you um, would um, recommend to someone in a leadership position to start to introduce exercise in a more habitual way uh, to their routine. Yeah, well, we have covered it, but let's just reinforce them. So hydration is one you know that that for me is the biggest one download a free app again my fitness power can do this download an app track your daily water consumption uh, the equation a really simple equation is your body weight in pounds divided by 50 that will give you a one or two or three point something that's how many liters a day you need because basically for every 50 pounds of body weight no matter whether it's organ bone muscle whatever you require one litre a day. 
I then say to people, there's a certain level you max out at because depending on how much weight you're carrying, you know, you don't want to be drinking six, seven liters a day because that can then become unhealthy and cause other health issues. Uh-huh. So I always say to ladies, ladies max out at three, men would then max out at four. But build it up over 30 days. Not many people can go, right, I'm going to start drinking four liters of water a day. Build it up over 30 days. Track it every day. Hold yourself accountable. Because again, when you see, when you write something down, like a business, when you write something down, you see it, you see the progress, feel the benefits you keep going so hydration would be like number one for me that has a huge impact then yeah number two using the my fitness pal start tracking your food consumptions just start learning more about what you eat how it makes you feel does this meal that you had give you lots of energy or make you feel really tired and lethargic and work in keeping this sort of, i suppose you've got top tip number two a and part B. So part B would be look at your you look at your protein. My Fitness Pal gives you the ability to look at like what protein you've consumed, carbohydrates, fats, and things like that. And just make sure when you look at you look at that information, make sure you're getting between one to one point five grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So if I was um, seventy kilos, I'd want to be getting between what uh, seventy and just over hundred grams of protein per day. It's going to help keep you feeling fuller for longer. It's going to help with uh, muscle and bone growth, develop and maintenance, uh, and it'll help reduce calorie consumption if you want to. It'll give you more energy. You'll feel, you'll, you'll, doing that will help you overcome that afternoon energy lull. And then finally, exercise. Again, could be a two-part one here. Exercise. Move a little bit more. Look at this knee exercise. Go out for a walk on your lunch break. That's going to really help you focus and be more productive in the afternoon. And then for the other sort of dedicated exercise, test different things out. You know, a lot of gyms now will do, you know, a two-week free pass because they want to get your business. We'll go try it out for two weeks. If you like it, join. If you don't, try something else. Go to some classes. Start running. Find, find what fits you, what you enjoy, and that you can fit into your lifestyle. Fantastic. I think there we go. Three, three top tips. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well... Thank you, Ashley, for today. It's been great to catch up with you, and um, I'm definitely going to take on board what you said. Um, and um, until I see you next time, hopefully on a golf course, um, I'll say uh, thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening today. As action leads to outcomes, make sure you make a note start stop or continue doing whatever struck a chord in this episode don't forget to subscribe at thereluctantleader.co.uk where you'll find links to all the past episodes vlogs blogs and how you can get in touch with me until next time bye for now